Hello, my people. How have you guys been? <laughs> it's another week and I'm back. Um, if you are new here, my name is Connor James. Um, also, I didn't mention, I kind of switched my name. Um, if you didn't notice that, um, I'm going by Connor James now. Um, we'll discuss that at a later point. Um, it's my middle name, so it kind of still is my name. It's just, I feel like it flows better than way. Um, I love my last name, don't get me wrong. I just also want to separate the persona that I have here from my actual self. I'm not trying to be like a creep and be like multiple personalities, but like if you're going to perform and be a performer and like put your life out there, like the person you're putting out there can't be the person you are all the time or else you're always performing. You feel what I'm saying? You feel me? So I'm Connor James. I am your host. Um, yeah. So let's go, guys. Let's jump into this episode. Um, I don't know if you can tell by like the mood in my voice, but I have a crush. Um, I mean, honestly, that's not the reason I'm happy. The reason I'm happy is because I'm happy with myself for the first time in a very long time. I mean, clearly last week, two weeks ago, I was upset, but that was some other stuff going on um, that I did tell you guys sort of some of, but like I didn't. I haven't let it all off my plate because you can't put all that out in the public domain. Some of that stuff needs to be left private to deal with. So I'm good though. Don't worry about me. I'm just chill. My therapist, I'm not ghosting her anymore. Um, I'm back in that rhythm of like just dealing with things and breathing and like learning to like just be patient and like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I think y'all do. I, I'm, I'm not worried about y'all not understanding me. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I have a crush, I told you guys, but I'm trying to do this one different, okay? Hear me out, hear me out. So I have this tendency whenever I have crushes on people, I fall really fast. It's just a thing that I do. Um, I see the best in people always, even you could literally be stabbing me in front of my face, but I will find a way to find something positive about it if I really like you enough. And that's with friends, that's with guys, that's with girls when I used to date girls, it's with anyone who I've, who comes into my life, I've kind of do that with. So I am trying to treat this situation differently because, um, this person's coming out of a relationship and we're friends. I care about him first and foremost, and I'm not trying to fuck anything up. And also I'm 21 years old last summer, no shade to last summer, actually all the shade to last summer. Last summer sucked. And I want to have fun this summer. I'm living on my own. I'm you know, I've got some money, um, I've got plans to do things this summer, and I've got a really good group of friends around me. So I feel like this summer is going to be really good. But with that being said, um, I want to have a lot of fun this summer. And I'm not trying to be tied down. I'm not trying to be in a relationship. I'm literally just trying to vibe. I'm trying to exist. I'm trying to be. And I love, what I love about like modern people, day people and like people my age is like I'm gonna let y'all in on like an opinion of mine I don't necessarily it's not that I don't believe in monogamy I just don't think it's realistic for humans to be 100% monogamous um I think if you're convincing yourself of that you're gonna be in a failed relationship so if you don't address that from the beginning and like whether you guys have an agreement or an open relationship or like a way to like bring a third party in and like keep things fresh or like I don't know one night a year where you let your person go out and do something Whatever it is, I don't know. I got that from Black Mirror. But, like, that's kind of how I feel. Because I'm really, like, I'd rather know what you're doing than you break my heart and cheat on me and do it. And, like, develop emotional attachments for other people. Because that's when cheating really happens. Is when you, 
develop emotional attachments for people. Why are we talking about cheating? We're not talking about cheating. I'm, we were talking about my crush. And all I'm saying is with this situation is I just want to like, I've never felt like, okay, when I talk to him, because we work together. So when I talk to him, I feel like, I feel like I just want to know more. Like, I just want to like keep talking to you. And like, we're always having to like do our job. So you can't do that. But like, I always just want to keep learning more about him. And like, yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I don't, I don't, I'm not used to that because I'm a narcissist. Like, I'm not even going to front about that. Like, I'm a Leo. I mean, it, I'm a July Leo too. Like, whew, if you know astrology, you know what I'm saying. So, like, I'm usually very self-centered. It's not a, something I'm proud of. I'm trying to work on it. But I'm also extremely empathetic. So, I don't know. He just... Like I said, I'm infatuated. It's an infatuation. It's not love. I'm not in love. I'm, I just want to know more about him. And, like... Every time I say something funny and he, he laughs or if he smiles at something, it's literally, like, makes my heart do something. I don't know. His smile, I, 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 that's how I know, like, I care more about seeing him smile than me. And, like, I don't, I'm not trying to be, like, creepy or anything and be like, I'm in love, because I'm not. I'm just saying, like... I feel that way and it's like a little feeling it's not strong it's just a little feeling and it's like I caught myself the other day thinking about that the other day I said something funny and he was right there and he laughed and I was like damn that was funny and like you know I really yeah I don't know y'all I found a quote I can't sum up my feelings for anything so I found this quote that really explained it here it is I'll read it to you guys I found it on reddit it said there's a strange comfort when I'm around you, a surreal feeling of knowing, of finally being. That's by Barbara Gianniquito. I, I don't know. I'm sorry if I butchered that. I'm sure I did. But it's a beautiful quote, and that's how I feel about him. Like I, like I said, I just want to know more. I'm curious. I'll keep you all in the loop on that one. Let's jump into this episode. So, if you, unless you've been living under a rock or you just don't care about sports, which that's cool too if you don't like sports. Um, but I'm not your average gay, um, so we're going to talk about some sports. So, to all my gay friends, actually listen to this because you should support women's sports. So, let's talk about the Women's Final Four. The Women's Final Four was held in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Shout out, Minnie. Um, I have my grandparents that live there. My uh, cousins live there. I think one of my cousins is about to go to school up there. Um, my aunt lives there. Like I've got family up there. Basically, that's what I'm saying. And I've been to Minneapolis before. Um, it was an incredible experience. I love that city. It's beautiful. I went during the summer, so I haven't been during the winter. But so save me with the cold comments. I know it's fucking cold up there, but um, I just loved it. It's a really beautiful city. The greenery up there is amazing. Um, and my grandparents just did a really good job. Uh, taking me around different places and like really giving me like a good Minnesota experience. And I can't wait to go back. So um, I think my grandparents listen to this podcast. So um, hi, Papa and Majo, if y'all are listening to this. Um, hi. Uh, I can't wait to see you guys. Um, yeah. Also stay tuned. I have a special episode for you guys coming in about a week or so. So yeah. But um, anyway, the women's final four, <laughs> the women's final four was in Minneapolis this year. And um, 
it honestly was a pretty wide open field uh, on paper. Um, not actually. South Carolina, in my opinion, was the champion before they even walked in last Friday, but that's okay. South Carolina beat Louisville on Friday night, 72 to 59, while Connecticut beat Stanford 63 to 58 in a thriller that took out the defending national champs. Um, UConn had had an up and down season all year filled with injuries, COVID, viruses that even stretched into this weekend in Minneapolis. They had a couple players that were out with a stomach bug. So UConn battled through adversity, and Gino Oriama said this was his toughest year of coaching. And if you know anything about that man and his history, um, the fact that he's saying that is insane. And I agree, because it looked like it was. They just didn't look like the UConn they always were until March got started, which is kind of funny. So, um, yeah, the... That was an instant classic, that semifinal, whereas the national championship was not. Um, South Carolina battled from the opening standpoint, and that's because watching that game, South Carolina rebounded like 50, over 50% of their shots. So Dawn Staley told her kids, just shoot the ball. A missed shot is better than a turnover. So like they were out-rebounding. I think they out-rebounded them in the first half like 30-something to like four. or It, it was ridiculous. Like... South Carolina absolutely destroyed UConn um, rebound-wise. And also, it didn't help that UConn didn't make a three-point shot until the second half. So it was really—UConn wasn't playing like themselves, whereas usually we're used to seeing UConn go on the national stage and be the bully in those big situations. It definitely was South Carolina that was out there being the bully. It reminded me of, like, in football, when a team with a really big offensive line— and good running situation was is just pushing you. They're pushing you because you can't do anything about that. You really can't. They're going to wear you out eventually. They will. If they have a good enough rushing attack and they have a good enough up front. It reminded me, honestly, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Michigan, Ohio State this past year where Michigan was just destroying that, uh, that defensive front and their O-line was just bullying the hell out of Ohio State. That's what it felt like watching that. So um, congrats to South Carolina. They were absolutely incredible. Um, the most outstanding player of the Final Four was Aaliyah Boston. Not a shocker, but she swept every other national award for women's basketball. For South Carolina, this was their second national title. The national championship game saw Destiny Henderson, uh, the South Carolina point guard, have a career high in points. She shot, uh, she had 26 points and four rebounds. Anything is possible. It certainly is. Uh, Y'all also should go check out her fashion line. She's a designer while she's also been uh, a full-time student athlete. And I believe she's going to the WNBA. Um, The draft is like next week. So I think she's going to the WNBA. So I am a fan of her. I just love that girl. She's got so much swag. And she's always, every time she takes a shot, it's just like confidence. Like you can't stop somebody who's got that much drip. Seriously, you just can't. I love that. Also, the whole situation after the national championship was won, like where South Carolina was like cutting down the nets, they, the time between them winning and going on the stage to get the trophy officially. Dawn Staley was walking around the arena doing this weird dance, and Asia Wilson was doing a TikTok with her while she was doing this weird like thrusting motion thing. I don't know. It was hilarious. I found myself laughing. I felt like I was there. I felt like it was so dysfunctional and so chaotic. I loved it. I was laughing the entire time because you had Aaliyah Boston trying to like get her parents on this court, which was wrong. They should have let her parents on the court immediately. I don't know why they wouldn't. She's 
so freaking dominant. I don't know why. And her parents sacrificed so much to put her on that stage so we could have her performing for us like that. But whatever. It's not important. It's not important. She, they got on the floor. Everybody got to have a good time. Um, she got to hang out with Can- Candace Parker. Um, all is well. But I just loved that. I love South Carolina. I love Dawn Staley. I love what she stands for. Um, they are a blue blood now. I think. I mean, I think they were before, but I think it's safe to say now they are a blue blood. They have more than one national title. So, congrats to South Carolina. Now, let's jump onto the men's side. Um, we're not going to talk about the men's as much as the women's, just because I believe a team that cheated won the national championship. And I'm an LSU fan, and so I, it's kind of a touchy subject for me because. If you're going to let one team get away with it, why will the national champion be the biggest committer of all those crimes? But whatever. Um, Let's talk about the basketball. Uh, Villanova was no match for Kansas. They just weren't from the beginning. Uh, They were short short manned. Um, They just, it's unfortunate. That doesn't take away from what they had this season, um, but they were out of it in that game. Uh, Kansas won 81 to 65. And then the Duke-UNC semifinal game. That was the second game in the Superdome. I mean, I've told you guys, anytime a championship is in the Superdome, it's just better. It just is. It always has been. Um, Whether that's football, whether that's basketball, uh, soccer, anything. It always, it just is better in the Superdome. Um, It's more iconic. There's always instant classics. It's amazing. And... Um, that game certainly wasn't Coach K's game, certainly wasn't anything less than that. Um, the lead changed like, what was it, like 18 times or like 20 something times? I don't know. It was a lot. It was a, it was a lot in the last, in the second half. So they were just going back and forth a lot. It was a really good game. I only caught the end of it in um, Armando Bancott, that, that boy, he rolled his ankle in that game and then still played in the national championship and gave it his all. That is heart. So even though Kansas did win the national championship, uh, 72 to 69, I don't recognize them as a champion because in my opinion, when you have five level one violations, you don't get to be a champion. Or if you do, Will Wade and LSU would like a word. So I can't stand Mark Emmert. I think he's annoying. Anyway, um, that's the NCAA president, if y'all didn't know that. But it was... It was an instant classic. One Shining Moment was amazing. I cried. I always cry during One Shining Moment. Um, shout out to uh, the Tar Heels the, as the eight seed to get where they did. The fact that a month and a half ago they weren't even in the tournament in a lot of people's eyes. The fact that they made it is amazing. So congratulations to them. Um, I'm going to leave you with a quote, though, as we close out this section of this episode. Um, it was a Coach K quote from... He said it after the game, and I think it sums up sports and life pretty pretty well. I think it was pretty special. Let me find it. I'm trying to pull it up on my phone. Here it is. Okay. You're either crying for joy or you're crying for sorrow. And if you are, that means that you've put everything into it. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Like, Coach K was the perfect villain for college basketball for 40 years. And I appreciate that. And, I mean, I appreciate him for the greatness that he was. And I love him for that and thank him for that. So, um, yeah, isn't that quote good? I I love it. I think I'm going to take that and use that in every aspect of my life. But let's go into the next one. I promise. I'm trying not to keep this episode long for y'all. I know the last one was long as fuck and no one listened to it. So we're going to try to make this one not nearly as long. 
Okay, guys, I had to get a drink. Sorry about that. That took a second. Oh, wait, <laughs> you, y'all didn't. Okay, I'm an idiot. Let's jump into this stuff. Um, the Grammys, the 64th Annual Grammy Awards, were Sunday night. And honestly, this has been such a nightmare for me the last couple of weekends just because, you know, everyone always says, Connor, you're gay. You like sports, you like politics, you like all these things. How is it possible? Well, part of the reason that it's possible to like all these things and be so passionate and interested into them as much as I am is because they all don't happen at the same time. They happen at different times of the year. They happen spaced out. You know, an election is in the middle of the week, so you can focus during the week on that and not on sports. Have sports be your weekend thing. Um, Awards season is not really during anything special. Um, awards season wraps up before the tournament, the NCAA tournament usually, so they're not conflicting because the NCAA tournament is like a full-time type thing if you're going to cover that. You have to like do research type shit because it's anything can happen. It's a lot of crazy shit. So um, it's been ridiculous for me the last couple of weekends just trying to organize for this podcast and just for like being a fan of these things and like a spectator um, on deciding what I need to watch, what I can watch because I can't watch all the things I want to watch. Um, because it's a lot. And like the Grammys this year just seemed like they never were going to end. They were very long. Same with the Oscars. So I didn't get to watch those as, as much as I wanted to either of those award ceremonies because they were back to back weekends and they were during the sweet 16 and elite eight weekend and final four weekends of the tournament. So the NCAA tournament. So I wasn't really paying that much attention to them, but that's okay because that's what the internet is for. And I can always go back and look at these things and the internet is forever. That's what everyone tells me. So let's jump into it. My favorite look of the night, well, one of my favorite looks of the night, I'm not going to say my favorite because everyone looked good, or at least everyone that I'm talking about looked good. Um, Doja Cat killed it in a, it was like an off the shoulder, it was a one shoulder look that had like a sheer beaded detail to it, but like she was wearing like a little bodysuit thing on the inside that had her waist look snatched. She looked great. Also, her hair was like, crazy and like so doja and I loved it because she ended up winning a Grammy and that made me super emotional because I love her I feel like I relate to her because she's quirky she's wacky she's kind of insane and like but she's also talented and that's so relatable Olivia Rodrigo my girl she killed it in a Vivian Westbrook Westwood sorry off the shoulder gown with a glittering pink detail that traded in her sour, her iconic sour, for sweet. <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, y'all, I had a dream the other night about Olivia Rodrigo that she's like putting out a new song in a couple of weeks. And I don't know if that was a dream or me living in another universe or I don't know. But like you heard it here first if she puts something out. Um, Billy also looked amazing. She uh, was wearing black on black on black with her black hair. Um black overcoat look it was like a leather overcoat with some black boots Uh, it was very her it was very billy uh i i loved it i think she looked good sizzle looked so fucking dreamy with her little flowery gown thing i just have one question one question and i think you all know where i'm going with this if you watch the grammys and if you know who sizzle is um what the fuck was going on with those crutches because the girl was walking around with crutches and then she literally ran up the stage and onto the stage to get the Grammy. And then later on, Lil Nas X was pushing her in a wheelchair. I don't know. I was confused. I just wanted, if anyone has an answer on that, 
can you like DM me? Because like, I'm interested. I want to know what was going on with that. I was very confused. And I smoked a shit ton of weed before I watched the, because like I was watching other stuff. I was watching like the national championship and I was doing other things Sunday night. And so when I finally did sit down and watch it Sunday evening late, I was high and I was watching that and I was like, did that bitch just run? Like, what is going on? I don't know. I was confused. Lady Gaga looked good with her old Hollywood elegance thing that she's been doing lately. Um, I love her, but like she does the same thing for every award show, just in a different color. Don't come for me, Gaga stands. I love Gaga. I'm, I've attributed my life to her, literally. But um, yeah, she. I'd love to see her change it up, especially considering she was Lady Gaga, known for changing it up all the time. Sorry, guys. There's a couple fighting outside this window right now, and they're outside, and they're in the public, and I'm just really intrigued at what's going on. It's kind of funny. Okay. Um, let's move back into this. Halsey looked really good with her burgundy black two-piece dress with a tilted hat, a tilted black hat. It was giving Joanne 2016, since we're talking about Lady Gaga, uh, it was giving Joanne 2016 very, you know, where are you being, girl? Or where are you going, girl? You know, that type of thing. You know, yeehaw! They, I, I loved it. I love Halsey. And I love Lady Gaga. And I loved that album. But it is what it is. I'm speaking the truth. So, argue with the wall. <laughs> Here's another one that might get me in trouble. <laughs> um, Phineas, Billie Eilish's brother, her partner, her songwriter duo, you know, whatever they are. Um, he was nominated for Best New Artist, among a couple of other things. And he wore a purple pilk suit. Purple silk suit. Sorry. That, try saying that five times fast. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm sure it's easy. Uh, purple silk suit. And it looked like he was at like a late 90s, early 2000s prom. I'm sorry. Like, don't hate me. He had a corsage on, like all that. And it was oversized. So it like fit that, like, that vibe. You know what I'm talking about. Like, he looked good though. He looked hot. He just... The outfit was, you know, interesting. Not even going to talk about Justin Bieber. Haley looked amazing. Justin was there. Um, Megan, Megan Thee Stallion, she ate. Um, She absolutely left no fucking crumbs. Uh, She had an off-the-shoulder, or it was a one-shoulder cheetah print dress. I don't know why I keep saying off-the-shoulder for one shoulder. But uh, it was just giving wild and rawr, you know? And she's very much like, I'm going to eat your dick off, that type of thing. Like, you know, she's very much dominatrix and that's part of her life so like i i was here for it i was here for it Ugh, her looked so good y'all she looked so fucking good she literally looked like sunshine she literally looked like she was dripping sunshine uh she looked heavenly in her yellow and orange jumpsuit with a flowy sleeves she just mm, was killing it oh just looked like vitamin d doula peep uh, was giving vintage in her outfit that she wore. It was a first worn 1992 Don- Donatella Versace original that she once wore herself. Um, and it looked good. She looked good, but like, Du was always doing outfits like that. So it, it wasn't anything like too special, but it looked amazing on her. And she looked great blonde again. I love her. I love blonde on her. Blonde doesn't do everybody well because it washes some people out, but it really did look her, do, look good with her and I, on her. And I'm happy that she has it back. And she just looked hot all night. And her presenter's dress was good, too. The one that she had on was really good. Um, Jack Harlow. Look, people have been roasting him on TikTok and Twitter, so I'm just not going to say anything other than 
he could get it. That's all I'm going to say. Um, Lil Nas X, I'm always confused by what he's wearing, but he look, he look, always looks good. And I'm just here for he and Jack Harlow's friendship. I love that Jack lets him be gay around him and like flirt with him and like do all these weird things that like make the gays happy. But like usually straight guys wouldn't do. So uh, I love Jack for that. He's pretty cool. That's one of the other many reasons that I like him. And then we're going to close with my sliving queen. Um, if you don't know what sliving means, uh, that's like her catchphrase. And I just did a TikTok today um, <laughs> with that sound of her on the Grammy red carpet being like, sliving, sliving. Anyway, um, she wore a shill silver, silver dress with a cape combo while her husband Carter wore a like black sleek suit. Uh, they both looked hot. They're a hot couple. I just want them both to be happy. Preferably her. I love her, but like him too. I've gotten to know him from watching her series and I just think that they're cute as fuck. Teehee. So um, I totally forgot to include in that session my the winners of the night or my big winners of the night, like the people that I was like really excited about. So I'm just going to go through those uh, real quick. It won't take very long before I do my Lachayim and my obsession, um, which they're kind of connected. So it's okay. It works. Um, my album of the year, our album of the year, not my album of the year, our album of the year was um, We Are by John Baptiste, which I love him so much. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing him at Jazz Fest this year, but I am not going because weekend one is during Festival International here in Lafayette, and week two is my best friend's graduation from college, and I can't miss that because she wouldn't miss mine, and um, yeah, and I want to be there for her, so I'm going to that. Um yeah, so I'm really proud of him for that. It was, it's an incredible, beautiful album. I highly recommend you listen to it. Um, it just it gives you everything that the last couple of years of life have been, has been missing. So I recommend you listen to it. Um, pop duo group was Doja and SZA's Kiss Me More, which I love that song. I said last year that that was my song of the summer, and I still stand by that. Anytime I think of last summer, I think, when I think of last summer, I think of two songs. I think of that song and Stay by The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Um, so I love that song a lot. Um, best new artist went to Olivia Rodrigo who had three total Grammys on the night, including best pop solo performance for driver's license, which bitch all you want about it. But we were all obsessed with that song for about four months. So suck a dick and argue with the wall. Um, record of the year was leave the door open. I absolutely love that song. It's an incredible sex song. All anything Silk Sonic does is incredible for sex. Um, or Bruno Mars just in general. Uh, like I love him. Uh, he, he has that Grammy formula down to a T and I think if you want to win a Grammy award, you need to talk to Bruno. Seriously. All right, let's close this bitch out and get y'all out of here because I know y'all like the episodes to be like in the 23 to 25, 26 minute range. When we get into the 30, 40 range, y'all don't like that shit. And I don't blame you. I don't either. So, um, I don't like making that shit, I should say, because <laughs> it's kind of hard to make when you do things that long. But, um, so my Lachayim, I've already talked about him. John Baptiste, he won five Grammys. Um, he was New Orleans. He's from New Orleans. Uh, what I love about this album is New Orleans is all over it. And I love that the American Music Academy honored the fact that this album, you can hear New Orleans. And why is that important? 
because New Orleans is American music. It was the birthplace of American music. It was the birthplace of jazz, which is the original American music. So to me, that's very important as a Louisiana boy. I love that. I love when New Orleans gets its due because it's a truly transcendent city. And I know it gets a, a bad rap for the crime and the dirtiness and the drunk people, but it truly is a unique city unto its own. And, and like, I, I love it. Um, I'll be going there soon because the Van Gogh exhibit is there right now. And one of my best friends just moved there. Um, so yeah, I'll be spending some time in New Orleans this summer, but, um, love New Orleans anytime it gets its due. So Lachayim to John Baptiste and to the entire city of New Orleans, because, um, yeah, I love it when New Orleans gets its due in the music world because I don't think New Orleans can get enough due in the music world because of how influential it's been to our society. Um, now let's go on to our obsession. Let me take a, a drink for that because my voice is starting to sound dead. All right, so what am I obsessed with? Okay, this also is another thing that might get me in trouble. Um, a couple of months ago, I went to this thing called Downtown Live here, or Alive. I don't remember which one it was. It was either Downtown Alive or Downtown Live. There, there's two events that happened in Lafayette. Listen to how fucking confusing this is. Downtown Live and Downtown Alive. Those are two different things. Two different things. Anyway, I don't know which one it was, but Big Frida, Tank and the Bangas, a bunch of them, they were all there. And I saw... Them. And Tank of the Bangas, I absolutely fell in love with them at that performance. And I'm a fan now. And I listen to their music sometimes because it's very New Orleans-y. It's very, you know, funky. Very, you know, making you want to move. And, like, anyway. All, but they incorporate jazz and rap and, like, all of it. They incorporate all of it together because that's truly what New Orleans is about. It's about a melting pot of everything. And so that's what I love about Tank of the Bangas and Tank in particular. Um, that's their lead singer. She performed... Um, her kind of her own New Orleans rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. Um, it was absolutely amazing. I highly recommend you go check that out just because she ate that shit up. And like, it was just really good. She sang with the, let me see. Yeah, she performed with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band and... Um, it was before the national championship for the final four uh, in New Orleans. So it was really good. I highly recommend you go check it out. And y'all, art is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. So when people are trying new things, that means they're an artist. They're a true artist. Instead of hating on it, appreciate it. Or better yet, turn it off. If it doesn't affect you, why are you letting it? I'm having to learn that. Anyway. I love you guys. I hope y'all have an amazing next couple of days. I'll see you guys on Friday because I have another episode coming where we talk about straight boys. Yay. Anyway, um, I love y'all. Stay safe. Spread love. And um, wash your hands. <laughs>